When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Ro Paris and Candy in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Baby, you are now rocking with the best. Of course, hit us up, 1-888-SAY-ESPN. That's 1-888-729-3776. Shouts out to Beyonce. All 32 <laughs> teams in action this weekend. And the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, he is given a Hard deadline. He's not playing no games. We're four weeks away from the regular season, the 2019 MVP, he's putting the organization on notice. Pay me. He's in the fifth year, has that option for $23 million. The team can franchise him. But, but they've been extremely quiet when it comes to addressing this contract situation with this one-time MVP. So the question I bring to you, Chris, have the Ravens intentionally devalued their MVP internally, and ultimately will that be detrimental as they move forward this season? I don't know that they intentionally devalue their MVP, but I just think as a result of the organizational philosophy and the scheme that they employ on the offensive side of the ball, it's unconventional, it's not traditional, and so there are a lot of people in NFL circles that don't necessarily know if the skill set that Lamar has will be able to translate to another team. But I I don't know that that takes away from his value because you're still talking about a guy that wins 70% of his starts. You're still talking about a player that's got a road playoff win. He's been in the postseason three of the four years he's been a starter. And last year being the first year he was out, you're talking about the Ravens having a chance in week 18 against their rival in the Pittsburgh Steelers to win and get in. Lamar Jackson gives you a chance to win – especially against teams in the AFC North and also against teams in your conference that have elite-level quarterback play. Think about it. You're talking about quarterbacks in the AFC like Justin Herbert, like Pat Mahomes, like Joe Burrow, guys that people would consider top five, top ten at the position. Guess what? Lamar Jackson has beat them all. So when you have a quarterback that's capable of going toe-to-toe with the best that the game has to offer, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you've got to do everything you can to lock him up long-term. Now – When you look at this situation and this back and forth with the negotiation, if you're Lamar Jackson, why would you settle on a deal that wouldn't make you the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League? I know a lot of people will say, well, Lamar Jackson, he's not the best quarterback in the league, so he shouldn't be the highest paid. Well, we know that's not how it works, bro. It's usually the next quarterback that's up usually gets paid the most money. That's how it happens, right? Yes. And the reason why it happens is because it's a quarterback-driven league And it's also scarcity at the position. There are never enough quality quarterbacks to go around. At any given time in the NFL, you're talking about half the league having a question mark at the quarterback position. You know who doesn't have a question mark at quarterback? The Baltimore Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. Because they have Lamar Jackson. And so now it just becomes a matter of how can we get a deal done that has Lamar locked up for the long term? How can we avoid a situation that could get ugly next offseason with the franchise tag. I I just, if you're Baltimore, I understand you want to be fiscally responsible and you want to put together a deal that allows you to have the financial flexibility to make sure that the supporting cast 
remain strong around Lamar, but I think Baltimore made a mistake by not getting this deal done earlier this offseason. No question about it. And let's just break it down like this. Top three quarterbacks winning percentage in the Super Bowl era, first 40 starts. Pat Mahomes, number one. Tom mm-hmm. Brady, number two. Lamar Jackson, number three. We can talk Ooh. about we, we can talk about the stats all you want. You can say he can't throw. It, it doesn't matter. Can you win ball games in the NFL? Isn't that what it's all about at the end of the day, wins and losses? That's what it's all about to me. And here's the thing. People want to say, well, Lamar Jackson does it with his legs, and a lot of the quarterbacks that win championships, they do it with their arms. And Here's what I'll say. Dak Prescott, a couple of years ago, got a bag of money from the Dallas Cowboys, right? He got $40 million a year, including $70 million in year one coming off of a significant ankle injury, everybody's like, well, yeah, Dak can do it because Dak can play from the pocket. He can win from the pocket, and, and that's what you have to do to have success in the NFL. Does everybody realize in the last three years Lamar Jackson has more passing touchdowns than Dak Prescott? Mm. Now, I know people say, well, Dak Prescott missed some games. He missed, you know, he missed, what was it, 11 games two years ago? Yes. It's not like Lamar Jackson ain't missed no games last year, and yet you're still talking about a quarterback that has more passing touchdowns than Dak. All I'm simply saying is there's a narrative around Lamar Jackson that we have to get past because it's unconventional, because he doesn't do it like other traditional franchise quarterbacks. Number one, doesn't mean he can't do it like they do it. But the other part to that is I I think we devalue the skill set. And from my perspective, as a defensive player, a quarterback that has the mobility to the degree that Lamar Jackson has – is so much tougher to game plan for than a quarterback like Tom Brady. It just is. And, and people were like, well, what are you talking about? Tom Brady's got seven championships? Yeah, I'm just telling you, when you're in a defensive meeting room trying to game plan for a quarterback that can also be a focal point of the running game, there are no good answers. There are no good defenses. And that's the bind that Lamar Jackson puts opposing defensive coordinators in. And if you're Baltimore, you should be willing to pay the premium on getting that deal done. But to my point earlier, Ro, the Ravens and Eric DaCosta should have got this done earlier. This deal should have got done before Deshaun Watson got a new contract, before Aaron Rodgers got a new contract, because the going rate went up. Before those two deals happened, you were talking about Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes being a high watermark at the, at the quarterback position. That's, you know, between 43 and $45 million a year, and that's somewhere in the ballpark of $150 million to $160 million in guaranteed money. Now that's, that's, that's been blown up. Deshaun Watson got $230 million in guaranteed money, and Aaron Rodgers is making $50 million a year. So if you're Baltimore, you could have got out there paying $46 million a year for Lamar Jackson and giving him $160 to $170 in guaranteed money. Now, if you're Lamar Jackson, that ain't the deal I want. Mm. The deal I want is Deshaun Watson. The deal I want on an average annual value is Aaron Rodgers. And from my perspective, I don't see any reason why he should settle for anything less. As the Bronx poet once said, yesterday's price is not today's price. Shout Shout out out to to Fat Fat Joe. Joe. (laughs) Man, yeah. A lot of things have to happen with Lamar Jackson four weeks away from the regular season. That's the deadline that he said he does not have representation. So that brings up another question. Has that deadline put pressure on the Ravens to hurry up and get it done? They got to get it done. They got to get it done because here's the deal. If you go into next season thinking you're going to franchise Lamar Jackson, that's all well and good. But Lamar Jackson still has to sign a franchise tag. Otherwise, he's not under contract. And if Lamar says, you know what? I want a new deal. I want to be the highest-paid quarterback, and I'm not signing the franchise tag until we, we – I'm not signing the franchise tag, period. Then what do you do if you're Baltimore? Yeah, Lamar Jackson can't play, 
but you don't have a quarterback. So what happens with your franchise? This, this, I'm gaming this out, Ro. This doesn't end well for the Baltimore Ravens. No, it does not. I mean, Lamar Jackson is incurring the risk of injury, but if Lamar Jackson has a career-threatening injury, well, Baltimore is in the same spot. They don't have a franchise quarterback. If Lamar Jackson plays this year out and then you franchise tag him and he doesn't sign the tag, well, then you still don't have a quarterback. So at some point, the pressure in this negotiation is going to intensify on the Baltimore Ravens. And beyond making them the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League, I just don't see how it ends well for them. Like, this is a situation now where Baltimore is not only racing against the clock in terms of keeping Lamar Jackson away from free agency, they're also racing against the clock to get this deal done before Joe Burrow gets paid, before Justin Herbert gets paid. Because those deals would inevitably reset the quarterback market. They're going to get more than Deshaun Watson and, 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 what, uh, and what Aaron Rodgers got. Because they're younger players and they're viewed as top five, top six at the position. So Baltimore has got to be really careful with this negotiation. And in my opinion, get the deal done before week one. Because that's going to be your cheapest option. Definitely will be the cheapest option. I'll just say this, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter, will join us later on to touch on all of these. And before we get out of this, I just have to ask this question. We're looking at quarterbacks under the age of 26. So that gives you your Pat Mahomes. That gives you your, your Joey Burrows, your, your Josh Allens. Who are you taking and who would have the biggest value trade package or free agency? If, who, if you have all those quarterbacks available, in your opinion, who has the largest value? Oh, Pat Mahomes. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's been to super, two Super Bowls, won one, got an MVP in the re- on the resume. Like, Pat Mahomes, think about this, Ro. In the divisional round of the playoffs last year, the guy gets the ball back with 13 seconds left on his own 25-yard line and hits two completions, one to Travis Kelsey, one to Tyreek Hill, to set up a 50-yard field goal by Harrison Butker to push it into overtime and then wins it in overtime. Like, think about it. You got 13 seconds left. The ball on your own 25, and you've got to drive 40-plus yards to get in the field goal range, and this guy gets it done. It's unbelievable. Like, Patty Mahomes, like, I saw the clips of him, the highlights. He threw a pass behind his back from 30 yards out to hit the goal post. Like, think about that. He is he, special. He threw, another, he threw another pass, left-handed, hit the goal post. This dude is special. He's got all of the tools in the tool bag. He's got enough mobility for the second reaction plays. He's got a huge arm. But more importantly, he has that poise in end-of-game situations that you're looking for. Like, he has that slow heartbeat. He has the ability to slow the game down, not only for him, but for everybody around him. And that's what allows him to be a force multiplier and do high-level winning in the NFL. So, to me... Pat Mahomes, and then it's everybody else. But if I had to power rank them, I would go Pat Mahomes, I would go Josh Allen, I would go Joe Burrow, and then slot Lamar Jackson right underneath there at that fourth quarterback spot when we're talking about guys 26 or younger. That's a four-piece right there, which is short of five. Chris Candy's top five will be coming up momentarily. Hello. Hey, it's, it's all coming up. We have it here for you. But, I mean, I'm looking at Lamar Jackson. Like I said, he's won an MVP. He's proven that he can – do everything that you need to do to win ball games. Again, that's the most important stat in all of sports. But he has that it factor, those intangibles that you can't necessarily quantify mm-hmm. with numbers. And whenever he's in the lineup, as we saw, I go back to that game where they played in Cleveland. 
couple mm-hmm. years back, and, and he goes out, comes back in. Next thing you know, he puts on the Superman cape. That was a shoot, that was a shootout too. I remember that game. No, no question about it. So Baltimore, if you know what's good for you, get this deal done sooner than later. Because as Joey Crack once said, yesterday's price is not today's price, and it's only going to go up because we know that quarterback market often resets itself quite frequently in the league. I mean, if you're Lamar Jackson, you got to get that right. You're talking about $63 million for two years of work when you consider the fifth-year option and the franchise tag next year. So I don't necessarily know that Lamar would sit out, but there is the potential that he could if he wants to get his bag. And that's got to be an uncomfortable spot to be in if your owner, Steve Bashotti and your general manager, uh, Eric DaCosta. I just think that it serves the Ravens to be able to get this done now because the price of the quarterback market is only going to continue to go up. You're not – we can't – have we, we can't undo what the ramifications are behind the Deshaun Watson deal, which is $230 million in guaranteed money. You can't undo that. That's where the quarterback market is now. That's where it's going. Aaron Rodgers, $50 million a year. That's what it's going to be. Like when Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert signs their deals, it's going to be north of $200 million in guaranteed money. It's going to be north of, you know, $48, $49 million on average annual value. If you're Baltimore, you have to accept that and you have to start to build your team around having to pay Lamar Jackson that kind of money. How does this end for Baltimore? When they, do they ride this out and allow them to go into this season without giving their star quarterback a contract, or do they actually get the deal done? I think they ride this out because I don't think they're in a position where they're going to make them the highest-paid quarterback before the start of the season, which is unfortunate because I think it could make this ugly. It could get contentious. And that's not the place you want to be with an MVP quarterback that's only 25 years old. Mm, interesting. Holdout. That's the word you mentioned. But there's another superstar and another sport heading for a holdout as well. We got that coming up next. It's RPNCC on Greeny. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Kevin Durant advocated for Steve Nash to be the damn head coach. It's refreshing to hear an owner back a GM and a coach like that because, again, it doesn't happen that much anymore. What's ever in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets franchise, I'm going to do that. And in my opinion, that's to keep Kevin Durant. 
Roe Parish, Chris Canty, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. KD, Kevin Durant requested a trade. However, he's under contract for the next four seasons. Then he came back and doubled down on that request. Is a holdout where we are heading? Brian Windhorst. If indeed he doesn't show up to training camp, then we're going to, this is going to, they're going to pour gasoline on this. Yeah. Because now there's going to be a collective bargaining agreement negotiation going on at the same time. That's happening. But like the deadline for them to, to agree is in December. They can push the deadline back, but yeah. that's going to be going on in earnest this fall. You're going to have him potentially losing paychecks. You're going to have is a daily story. Nash is going to talk about it every day. The players got to talk about it every day. Um, Ben's going to have to, then you got Ben's situation. You got to, you're going to ask Ben about it. They're going to ask yeah. Kyrie about it. <sighs> you know, it's a mess. That to me, you know, the, 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 you know, the, it's, it's not boiling yet. The, the, the water is just getting warm. Oh, no. you don't think so? Well, I'm just saying a week ago, if you had asked me, will Kevin Durant hold out a training camp if he's not traded? I'd have been like, eh, I can't see it. Now I can see it. Yeah. So, uh, that is what we're headed towards. Wow. Brian Windhorst there. Roe Parish, Chris Canty. Listen, Chris, is this a negotiation tactic by KD, or do you really feel he will sit out in order to prove his point and get out of Brooklyn? Wow. Um, I just don't see Kevin Durant being willing to give up a year of his career at this stage in his basketball shelf life. I just, I just don't see that happening. Think about it, man. He's going into his age 34 season. Are you really willing to see this all the way through? Like a holdout in training camp is one thing, but missing games in the regular season, uh-uh. And if you're Joe Sy, you're essentially calling his bluff. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, you're no longer going to dictate what I do to my franchise. I'm not going to move on from Sean Marks, my general manager. I trust the way that he builds teams. I'm not moving on from Steve Nash. And the irony of the Steve Nash, uh, the Steve Nash request from KD is the reason why Steve Nash is the head coach is because KD wanted him here. Exactly. Think about it. In, in the year one, they had Kenny Atkinson, a head coach that had taken the Brooklyn Nets to the playoffs with, I'm sorry, D'Angelo Russell as his star player. Overachieved. Exactly. There's no doubt about it. Kenny Atkinson was a competent NBA coach. And you said, we didn't want that guy. I want Steve Nash because of my pre-existing relationship with him with the Golden State Warriors. And the organization acquiesced to that. They did that. Okay, you want us to go out there and make a play for James Harden now that he wants out of Houston? We did that for you, too. We mortgaged our entire future. Okay? And guess what? James Harden decided a year later he wanted out because of the toxic environment that Kyrie Irving's absence and KD's absence created. And so now I'm looking at this and and I'm looking at KD and saying, bruh, you are the one that created this dynamic, this situation with this franchise. This is all on you. This is all you're doing over the last three years. I'm sure Kyrie Irving had a hand in it, but Kyrie is your boy. You have empowered Kyrie because of how good of a player you are. So I don't understand the trade demand that Kevin Durant came down with. I don't understand why he made it. Uh, well, maybe I do understand why he made it because the organization wants to hold Kyrie Irving accountable. That's neither here nor there. What I don't understand is how does he expect this to play out knowing that he's under contract for the next four seasons? Because he was the one that ultimately signed the contract extension before last season began. He's the one that locked into Brooklyn long term. So what happened between the beginning of last year and now 
that gives Kevin Durant cause for pause when it comes to the overall direction of the franchise. The only thing that I can point to, Ro, is the press conference that Sean Marks had a couple of months ago when he said he's going to start holding all the players accountable and we're not going to give Kyrie Irving a max contract extension. Indeed, and some people, let me just say this, they make my life easier by helping me out, and ZipRecruiter makes hiring easier because they do the work for you. How? ZipRecruiter's technology finds great candidates, and you can invite them to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny to try it for free. Are the Brooklyn Nets going to use ZipRecruiter to find their next head coach if you, they decide to fire Steve Nash? <laughs> <laughs> just put that mean, out there. They, they, they might absolutely need to utilize those sort of services that ZipRecruiter replies. Should Brooklyn fire Steve Nash? Absolutely not. Why would you, number one, as you alluded to, the relationship that Kevin Durant had with him coming in from Golden State where Steve Nash was a special assistant to that program. They had a relationship pre-existing. You go and put your name out there and say, hey, I'm going to Brooklyn, but I want my guy there with me. This is my guy. I want Steve Nash. Kyrie, you're coming too. So you've set this up. So now you want him out. That makes absolutely no sense at all. Yeah. Tell me, someone out there, call in and let me know how it makes sense. This is a person that you handpicked to be your leader of the team. Now, Kyrie went on record, said we really don't need a head coach, and that's a yeah. We're all going to be the head coach at different times. That's what he said. Good luck with making that work. Yeah. But but here's the other thing, Ro, that I think we got to put out there: the Rudy Gobert thing changes things, right? We talk about a lot of the quarterback market with Lamar Jackson and those negotiations. Well, think about how. The trade conversations go with the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant, who's a top three player in the NBA. Now that we've seen what the Utah Jazz were able to get for Rudy Gobert, you're talking about four first-round draft picks and players, multiple players. So, I mean, think about it. If that's what Rudy Gobert is going for, what is Kevin Durant going for? That's what complicates this because there are a lot of teams that aren't in position to give that up, especially when you start talking about the championship contenders that Kevin Durant would have, would would want to play for, which he would prefer. So, I mean, when KD's saying it's a trade request, yeah, I, all right, we'll try to move you, but we're going to do what's in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets, not what's in the best interest of Kevin Durant, which are two very different things right now. Totally different things. We talk about Rudy Gobert, who is now part of the Minnesota Timberwolves, the rumored trade that was put out there as far as what the Brooklyn Nets wanted when they were having conversations with Minnesota started with Carl Anthony Towns and Ant-Man, the two top picks mm-hmm. and along with multiple first round picks. Ooh. So that, that just gives you a taste of what the Brooklyn Nets Ooh. are looking for. If they even consider giving up Kevin Durant, me personally, I do not see it happening because I do not feel like he has any leverage. He's still under contract. He's going to be playing in Brooklyn. Now, is he going to sit out? That's another question for another day, but it's actually a question today, and you addressed it. Yeah, he, he, ain't, he ain't missing games. Yeah. He ain't missing games. He might hold out in training camp for the first couple of weeks, but he's going to come crawling back to the organization. The power play that he's given up, it ain't going to work. This ain't the Ben Simmons situation. Ben Simmons is in his mid-20s. Kevin Durant is going into his mid-30s. It's not that. So Kevin Durant will be playing basketball for the Brooklyn Nets unless they find a trade offer that gives them you know, as close to equal value as they possibly could get. No question. We're paying attention to all of that. And this is brought to you by Greeny is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. There's a lot of bad that happened this weekend, but we focus on the good next. Don't go, don't go anywhere. Greeny, the podcast. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Ro Paris, Chris Candy filling in for Greeny. Zip Recruiter. Let me just tell you this. Summer's packed with activities. So if you're a business owner, you don't want to spend your free time sorting through unqualified candidates. Instead, you could be at a backyard barbecue with friends. You know, that's the good times. That's why you need ZipRecruiter to find great candidates. They do the work for you. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And we're about to get smarter here because we're about to go live with Chris Canty's top five. It was a weekend to remember. Well, maybe not so much in preseason football. Very Don't competitive. disrespect preseason I'm football, I'm just saying, bro. I mean, it's, 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 football. Called, it's called the preseason for a reason. We're excited it's about the, the season. Preseason. Yes, it's the preseason, but don't we love football? Like Absolutely. At this point, we'll take any kind of football, right? Yes, we will. Uh, exactly. So that's kind of where I'm at with this whole thing. So... Listen, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I want to be an optimist. So I feel like we should start with the top five things that we saw in preseason football this weekend. So, all right, we're going to kick it off with number five. Number five. Here we go. I'm going to go with wide receiver Jalen Camp for the Houston Texans. Of course, they were playing the New Orleans Saints in their first preseason matchup. And in the second quarter of that game, Jalen Camp catches a nice fade route in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. But the touchdown ain't the story. The story is the celebration. He jumps into the karate kid. And of course, that's an ode to his teammate, Texans draft pick John Metchie III. We all know that John Metchie III on the eve of training camp was diagnosed with leukemia. That's going to keep him out for the entirety of his rookie season in 2022. But I thought that was a great thing to see Jalen Camp giving a shout-out to his former teammate who's dealing with an incredibly difficult situation battling cancer. Great moment to see. Absolutely. All right, let's keep it moving. Number four. Number four. Malik Willis. Malik Willis against the Baltimore Ravens in his preseason debut, his NFL debut on Thursday night. Now, listen, a lot of people were saying Lamar Jackson wasn't playing. I was like, are we sure Lamar Jackson didn't put on a Titans uniform and go out there and just have Willis on the back? Because that's what it felt like when you looked at the skill set that Malik Willis is bringing to the table. The dominant traits jump out at you. The movement skills, his ability to tuck it and run. But then also, Ro, you're talking about the arm talent. I mean, that throw that he made to Racy McMath, like, that was an impressive throw. It ends up being, what, a 40-yard bomb? Like, it's just, you see some of the things that Malik Willis brings to the table. And if you're Ryan Tannehill, you got to be real nervous right now about your starting job. Like, I could absolutely see a scenario where Malik Willis is the starting quarterback for the Titans once we get to Thanksgiving. I think that kid has the potential to be an impact player for the Titans as a rookie. The touchdown run that we saw him make, that was a scramble. 
That was an ad lib. He's rolling one way and decides, you know what? I'm going to reverse field. And he outflanked or outran Kyle Hamilton to the edge before he ended up turning up and getting into the end zone. For those of you that don't know who Kyle Hamilton is, he was the first round pick, the first first round pick for the Baltimore Ravens this year, safety out of Notre Dame. He outran that dude in order to get to the end zone. Malik Willis, special, special talent, going to be a problem for a lot of people in the NFL. Could be a problem for Ryan Tannehill in terms of hanging on to that starting job. Keeping it moving, number three. Number three. Oh, yes, this will make Lewis Riddick very, very happy because I'm talking about one of his Pittsburgh Panthers. That would be Kenny Pickett. Why am I talking about Kenny Pickett, the third quarterback of the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers in their preseason debut this weekend? Because Kenny Pickett led a game-winning drive for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that was highlighted by the throw that he made, 16-yard touchdown toss to Tyler Vons. That was a far hash throw on an out route row. And those are the throws that you want to see NFL quarterbacks make. When he's got to make that far hash throw, making sure it has enough velocity, making sure the placement is on the outside so the corner can't jump that route, break it up, or intercept it. It was a great, great throw, perfect placement on that ball. It was a really solid outing for Kenny Pickett. The one thing that I will say that I didn't expect was the movement skills from Kenny Pickett. I mean, this was a guy that had poise in the pocket, but when things broke down around him, which happened often because we're talking about the Steelers' offensive line, this guy was able to make something out of nothing. And I think that's exactly what you're looking for, and the irony of that is it's what we saw from Big Ben Roethlisberger early on in his career. Mm. So, I mean, Kenny Pickett going 13-15, 95 yards, and two touchdowns in his debut as a Steeler, not a bad way to go. We could be talking about the incumbent guy, Mitch Trubisky, you know, not being the starter – you know, the entirety of 2022 as well. So keep an eye on that. Keeping it pushing on my top five for the preseason week one, number two. Number two. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Let me say it again. Trey Lance, because his first name is Trey. I feel like you got to say it three times. Got to say it three times. Exactly. All right. So he had a brief preseason out. It wasn't out there long. Uh, But he was there for a good time, not a long time, including that 76-yard bomb that he threw to Danny Gray. Perfectly placed ball on the outside shoulder. But you see the sheer arm talent that Trey Lance is bringing to the party. And we all know he's got the goods when it comes to the run game. And so when you put him in a Kyle Shanahan offense, it's going to be scary hours when it comes to what this San Francisco 49ers offense is going to be in 2022. You heard Trent Williams talking about it during the game. He said Trey Lance is going to do Trey things. You heard what Lewis Riddick has been saying about Trey Lance, saying that he feels like Trey Lance could be a dark horse MVP candidate. And the last time we heard Lewis Riddick talk about a young quarterback that we hadn't seen on the field a whole lot was one Pat Mahomes. And what Pat Mahomes go on to do in his first year as a starter? Win the MVP. Yes, he did. So all I'm simply saying is Trey Lance, look out for this dude. He brings that vertical passing game element to this offense. It's not something that we saw from Jimmy Garoppolo. For context, Jimmy G over the last three years was 24th in the percentage of throws beyond 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. And the 49ers were 29th in pass attempts. So they weren't throwing the ball a whole lot. And when they did, it was dink and dunk. It wasn't deep passing. Now you've got that because Trey Lance has the arm talent to put it out there. It is going to be downright scary in San Francisco. Okay, so those are the top four of my top five for the preseason week one on Greeny. But now I got to give you my number one thing that I saw 
in the preseason week one. Let's get that number one sounder. Number one. Number one. I'm a UVA guy. Uh-oh. So I got to go with the UVA quarterback. That would be Bryce Perkins in his preseason debut this year against the Chargers. Yeah, all he did was go 10-17, 133 yards, two passing touchdowns, and he ran one in for good measure. I mean, listen, it was an impressive outing for a guy that's fighting for a backup job with John Wolford. And the reason why that's significant is because we're talking about Matt Stafford dealing with an elbow injury. And I get that Sean McVay and everybody in the Rams organization is trying to downplay how Matt Stafford is feeling, but this is something that he dealt with at the end of last year. It's been something that he's tried to address this offseason. He's done prehab stuff. He did the PRP injection, and yet his elbow still isn't right. So that backup quarterback battle that we see in L.A. this preseason could have significant implications for what we see in the regular season if Matt Stafford is forced to miss some time. You could be talking about Bryce Perkins operating this offense, which would be really, really interesting. But based on some of the things that we saw, I mean, it's hard not to think that this guy would have an inside track to being the primary backup to Matt Stafford. And that is Chris Canty's top five. And just just in case no one was listening, what college did you attend? UVA! Wahoo-wah! And, and what college did Bryce Perkins attend? UVA. Okay, so, yeah. so no, no bias, though. No bias, though, no. Of course. No, I'm, I'm being completely objective in my NFL analysis right now. <laughs> completely. Come on, Bryce, go ahead and win that job. Win the backup job, Bryce. Come on, Bryce. <laughs> Bryce doing his thing in the summertime, and the summer's packed with things to do, and you can enjoy them all because if you need to hire, ZipRecruiter can help. ZipRecruiter's technology finds great candidates, and you can invite them to apply. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. And can I just add this? Shouts out to Shamar Bridges from the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. We know that they've had so many injuries in that wide receiving core. Yep. Big dude, 6'4", 200 pounds, going out and making plays, showing that he definitely deserves a spot to be in that rotation amongst those wide receivers. Yeah, Baltimore doesn't have a whole lot of depth at the wide receiver position in that wide receiver room. And we know that that's one of the things that Lamar Jackson has been needing in order to have success. So, Hopefully the Ravens, um, the Ravens are able to develop some guys that they've used with late-round picks, guys that are undrafted free agents. We know that's an organization that has a ton of success when it comes to undrafted free agents in late-round picks. So we'll see whether or not they're able to find some weapons for Lamar um, going that route. But, I mean, going back to Lamar Jackson putting a deadline on his contract, mm. that that is going to be something that we have to watch because this could be – the beginning of the end of Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. And this has been a player since he's got there four years ago that has essentially defined the organization. You're talking about them taking on Lamar Jackson's personality. He's not only their offense, he's not only their system, but he's their team. They've built their defense in order to complement what Lamar Jackson brings to the party. And so it's going to be interesting to see what the Ravens do ultimately but I think it's got to be a situation where Steve Bashotti says, you know what, we're going to have to pay the guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson got or get close to it, and we're going to have to make him the highest-paid quarterback on average annual value like Aaron Rodgers or get close to it. Now, if it's a situation where the Ravens offer him $49 million a year and guarantee him north of $200 million on that contract extension, I think that's a situation where Lamar Jackson would be – forced to think long and hard about it. But right now it's clear that based on what they've put out there, 
it, it he's he's not going to sign a no. long-term contract. No, and uh, by the way, the Ravens' 21 straight preseason wins. I know that's an obscure stat that no one probably pays attention to, but it's just worth mentioning because I looked it up and I wanted to say it. Yeah, and the last time they lost the preseason game was my last year in Baltimore, so that doesn't make me feel great about that. Oh, man. But anyway, um, <laughs> I will say this. The fact that we haven't heard any of the contract offers that the Ravens have made lets me know that those contract offers aren't close to representing the true market value of Lamar Jackson, which is why he hadn't signed the contract. Think about it. When we hear about contract negotiations, if the club feels like it's a fair offer, you usually hear about those numbers getting out there. You, you know, they're usually being leaked by people that cover the sport. But we haven't heard that from Baltimore. Now, I know that's a buttoned-up franchise after spending three years down there, but – At the same time, when it comes to a high-profile negotiation with a 25-year-old MVP, you would think if Baltimore was making him a fair offer that is commensurate with his abilities based on the market value, that that number would be out there. But it's not. And so that just lets me know that they're far apart in terms of what they want to pay Lamar, which now becomes the question of how much of the organizational philosophy and the positional value for the Ravens, how much is that is going to get in the way of the negotiations with Lamar? And does this open the door for Lamar going elsewhere? Interesting. Chris, do you know what kicks off tonight? I have no idea what we got. You have no clue? Okay, I'm glad that you don't because I'm going to tell you. The ESPN Fantasy Football Marathon kicks off tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. More than 28 hours of ESPN Fantasy Football will be featured on ESPN and ESPN2. And by the way, during the marathon, Fantasy Football Now will air a four-hour special starting at ESPN at 7 p.m. So make sure you write that down in your smartphone. The marathon will culminate with a 10-team fantasy football draft on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN and a commercial-free simulcast on the app, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So get your mind right. Get your teams right. Sign up for fantasy football on ESPN.com. There it is. So I got to get my fantasy football team right. I got to make sure that I tune into that. Yep. I mean, because you got to think about who you're going to draft, number one. It usually has to be a running back or a usually, receiver, right? Usually. Like if you, were ha- if you were drafting a team right now, who would be your number one fantasy football pick? Who's your oh, guy? Man, so you say, that strategy, guy? you say that strategy with running back and wide receiver, I've got to go with quarterback. You're going to go with quarterback? I got to no. go split it. Number one, I can't wait. Listen, I would love to play your fantasy team. Well, if you drafted a quarterback number one, absolutely, I'm going against you every single time. If we're looking at a quarterback that's going to put up numbers in the passing games, score touchdowns, and use his legs, I'm looking at somebody like Josh Allen that's going to put up big numbers, or Patrick Mahomes. Any of those guys, I'm, I can't pass them up as a number one pick. That's just me. I'm going with Devontae Adams. If I had a fantasy football pick, he's my number one pick. A wide out, a top pick? A wide out as a top pick because even though he has no Aaron Rodgers, he's going to an offense with Derek Carr, who's a top 10 to 12 quarterback, and he's going to have Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Josh Jacobs around him. A lot of one-on-one opportunities for Devontae Adams. He's going to get busy out there with the Raiders. You've been listening to Greeny, Roe Parrish, Chris Canny, in for Greeny. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.